Hello and welcome to Handball in Numbers, the Handballytics podcast. My name is Mark Hawkins and I'm joined by Julian Rooks. Hello, Julian. Hi, Mark. How are you? I'm good, thanks, Julian. And yeah, we're here today to have a look at some of the numbers from the EHF Euro 2022. Yeah, exactly. Um, Originally, this year was planned as another live show on EHF's Twitch channel. But, um, well, our producer got COVID, so we decided to do this as podcast instead. We are focusing a bit on Spain today, or a lot of Spain today, but also we talk a bit about Denmark in the end. And, well, of course, in the last couple of days, I or we have covered pretty much every team. So today, just um, a new piece by me on uh, Sweden and Pace was published on the website of uh, the EHF Euro or uh, eurohandball.com. And I've written about goalkeepers and Iceland there as well. We have talked about Iceland as well on our first live show that you can still watch on YouTube or on Twitch. And um, we also did a deep dive there on Netherlands and, of course, discuss Germany and Sweden live there. So before we talk uh, too much about stuff we've put out in the past, uh, let's go directly to our guest today. So we're delighted to be joined by Danny Gorda, the uh, head coach of Metcalf Press and the Champions League. Welcome, Danny, and thank you for joining us. And yeah, if you could give us a little bit of your your thoughts about the the Spanish team and their performance at at the Euro. Yes. First of all, thank you for for sharing with me this this platform, this uh, this floor. But uh, I think uh, it's it's really good for for humble that uh, this kind of of things. Uh, Right now, is 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 very useful to to speak about humble, and I think this is this is good for our sport. Yes, about your question, I think uh, Spanish Spanish national team uh, get achieve a really a really good uh, really good uh, silver medal uh, with when nobody expect this kind of of, of successful. I think uh, many players quit the the team, like Moros, like Enterrios, uh, uh, bo- both brothers Dusevayev don't play in this tournament. So I think the expectation is um, the expectative is not uh, not so high, but I think uh, the most important team uh, play the same the same model, the same system that Jordi is is, is introducing for five. Seven years, I think he's he's uh, coaching the national Spanish team, but with different players. Uh, this is the most important thing, I think, for uh, for me. This this topic is, is the most important thing uh, uh, improvement in this in this tournament because players like Asado, like Tarrafeta, start playing with the national players. So this is really really important. And also speaking about humble, humble contents, I think like always, Spanish national team have a really good defense, trying to disrupt, trying to recover in balls, trying to play tactic uh, in, in all these topics, and good, good goalkeepers who who can get easy balls for for run and score goals uh, with with this speedy fast breaks. So I think the the most important thing, like I told you. Different players, players right now who wants to to make a step forward, and of course the the the, the future for right now for us is is so 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 big so big we can we can dream big right now. You've mentioned so many interesting things already, and so many things that I'd like to 
take a bit closer look at. So, of course, the end result with the silver medal was great for Spain. But the interesting thing for me is that when you look at their, their overall numbers, they weren't that great. So offensively, they had just, per, I always calculate the goals per 50 possessions to have a bit uh, a fairer um, comparison. With 28.2, they were just ninth. In defense, they were uh, six with 26.1 goals conceded per 50 possessions. So those aren't like the extremely great numbers, like for example, Denmark had or anything. And especially when you look in offense, they had problems scoring with the 20th best only shooting percentage of 59%, which is not really good. Of course, they somehow like made up for that with few turnovers and they were also great um, at getting uh, rebounds. But I think that sh this showed just like Spain is still, they had some experienced players and they were always like in the important moments, they were, they were there. They were not like the team that always dominated or anything, but in the important moments, they knew like when they had to perform, when they had to be there. Would you agree with that? Yes, I think you said one, one important thing, uh, one important uh, uh, improvement in Spain. One one of our, our strange is uh, the turnovers. I think uh, we have so clear. The players are, have so clear the system. So this is good for for these turnovers. Uh, get a few turnovers. So when you get a few turnovers, less than ten for, uh, in in a match, you have. Uh, uh, of course, less than tennis maybe it's too much. But uh, when you have a few turnovers in the match, uh, you get you have uh, your your chance to 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 win the match is is, is growing a lot. So uh, um, I think it's, this is this is for the system. I I, I told it the same again. Um, the, the system of Spain uh, get this 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 ability for the players uh, know each other, know in each each moment what uh, they should to do. So this is really easy to play and and really easy to to new new players uh, adapt in 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 this moment. Yeah, you saw you said also two another important thing for me the the important players appears in the important moments, no? Like Cañellas, like Dani Sarmiento, Gurbindo played the last minutes in, in the last in the top matches. I think this is because the the confidence of, of, of the of the coach and, and and the confidence of the players are for this for this really important moments. And and the end, uh, you know, it's one penalty, one full attack, one fast break. So it was a small detail, but uh, it's Spain need for 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 get the the gold the gold medal. So I think uh, this is two two important things that you said. The turnovers, I think, is, is uh, because we have a really good uh, system and and the important players are uh, so his quality their quality in the, the important moments. So you've mentioned the the system and and um, uh, things like that. What I found very interesting is that they were the clearly the best team that got second chance second chances uh, through offensive rebounds with 4.5 per 50 possessions which is extremely good and is this like coincidence because of the uh, worst shooting of course then you have the chance to get uh, second chances of course if you miss or is this like something that's maybe actually important to um, Jordi Ribera or maybe Spanish handball in general that they focus more on like like actually get the get the rebounds get the second chances 
I, I don't think so. I think in rebounds in offense, I don't I don't think that uh, maybe I, I I really don't know. I I can speak about rebounds in defense. In defense, when we are one player less, everybody must to to defense the rebound. The rebound in defense, one player less, uh, you must to do that. In, in Spanish school, we must we try to don't lose this chance to 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 attack with one player more. If you get a really good defense, you must to get the, the defense. In offense, I'm not sure that uh, we, we maybe it's a coincidence, but maybe they are trying to, to coach in, to train in uh, something special, but I, I really don't know. Is it, you mentioned there um, uh, technical fouls in attack or turnovers limiting the numbers, but I think... Defensively as well, um, Spain had the second highest technical fouls that they forced the other teams to make. And I know having seen some of his coaching sessions with, with Jordi Ribera, you know, the creating opportunities to steal the ball is a very big part of his defensive philosophy. There was a, a tweet from somebody we had on the podcast before, Juan Andreu, um, about Alex Gomez and his um, ability to play defence and steal the ball uh, in defence. His comment was that he would never be um, or voted the best defender of the tournament because the idea is that the best defenders have to defend in the middle. But I think, obviously, his, his role is very important in this ability to steal the ball and get fast break chances and... You, you know, can you, you know, what are your thoughts on that? And Yeah, I think you said really important things. But the most important thing is what what we understand about defense. Defense for us is recover the ball. So if Alex is the player who who recover most balls, so you can say it, uh, without any doubt that he is a top defender. So... Uh, Alex, uh, it's unbelievable this this perf- his performance in this tournament. I think is is uh, a guarantee in offense game. He scored almost with with a short angle, so it's, it's top. But also is is really important in this in this phase of game in defense. And for me, get more value when he defends with one player less because he fix he. All the problems that we have in defense, we're going to play at least. He fits it with uh, one recovery ball and one fast break. So that's unbelievable. So uh, this is amazing. Uh, he's, he's playing uh, with uh, two, three, four years old, like he was an experienced player. Of course, he plays in Barca. He's, uh, he's uh, right now the future of, of Spain in, in the right wing, one of the, of the, of the chances. But like you said, uh, we try to to in, in our system we try to to create uh, this kind of players, players who in in we don't have big players in the middle. We don't have Sweden or Danish uh, uh, players who who can solve one against one in the middle without any like Denmark or Norway or Sweden. So we we are gonna lose. Uh, we are gonna lose this this kind of action in the middle. So we must to close. We the second defender must to help, and the last defender must to help again. So we need to to solve this situation because if not, uh, all the wins have chances to to shoot against Spain. 
So in, I think we, we create this philosophy. I think also a good example of this philosophy is Juanín García, uh, also left wing from the Spanish national team many years, also from the Barça. And also is the philosophy. You can yeah. see Juanín García in defense, he's a small guy, so 182, 183, uh, 70, 70 kilos. And, and he scored many, many, many goals from, from the defense. Easy recovery and try to, to, to score easy this kind of, of situation. I think we create this, this situation because we have this, we don't have this, with this kind of players in the middle and and we must to to solve with with our 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 team yeah and it's yeah i couldn't agree more and i think with and it leads me on a little bit uh kind of the next question of i mean it was uh oscar bergendahl from sweden who was voted the the best defender of the competition and if we look at that statistically from what statistics are there? There's almost no information. I think he blocked four shots and stole two balls, which is, I mean, we don't really have anything to judge defenders by um, from a statistics point of view. Even if we look at block shots, actually, and you mentioned there um, when you were talking about kind of the job is to recover the ball. And a lot of times if we block a shot, it goes straight back to the attacking team anyway. And maybe the best blocks are the ones where they don't touch the ball, but it gives the chance for the goalkeeper to take it. So do you have any ways with your team how you analyse your defenders or other teams' defenders? Or are there things you would like to see? Um, because I think it's, you know, and especially I think uh, Juan Andreas' tweet was very much on my, my way of thinking that, you know, Gomez is such an important part of the defense, but we don't, we can't really compare it to another player. We can't really calculate these things. So, I mean, just wondering your thoughts on that. <laughs> in my team, the uh, we try to to explain and the players uh, what uh, situation with uh, abilities, individual abilities of capacity of the players that we are going to play are the most important, how we are going to fix like a team. Uh, all the actions have a plan to defense. And of course, we this, this plan, this team plan, we must to train. We have more time, uh, we have uh, more chances to, to defense. Many of the actions uh, are similar, but uh, of course we have to to always watch many many videos, watch many actions to to analyze which kind of players we, we are gonna play against us. Maybe one day uh, in one situation like Hugo, like uh, cross between middle back and line player with defense in with number three up, and the next match we 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 defense with the number three. We, number three uh, must to be in six in six meters. So what what kind of players they are gonna do the, the action? For me, it's not the same that Vladi Branias do the action that uh, Slava Suma uh, do the action. So we try to to help the players in in each situation. I know I know that this uh, uh, this system is so tough. It's because you must to to think a lot uh, in in in, the, in in all the moments. Uh, we are talking this morning with Nikita Bailopao about these topics. 
Uh, he's, uh, you know, is one of the best ray, ray wins in, in the world. And we want to to this, this guy. He wants, no, we. He wants to improve his, uh, his performance uh, without any doubt. And we are trying to give some some tax to 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 help him in in this idea no uh, you must to uh, i was speaking about uh, the, the last defender you must to hide you must to read the arm you must uh, here with this this, this this kind of line players you don't, don't get uh, this line player thrown to the middle it's better to turn or turn to the, to the corner um, tactical ideas in each moment that maybe can help to to the players. But the most important thing is the players want to learn. Like like I told you with, with Nikita Bailopau, he wants to learn. So we are here for for that. Yeah, as as Mark said, the, the hard thing, of course, is always to to quantify that in in numbers and actual numbers. Then um, because it's obviously so well. well very hard to do even in basketball there are like no not not defense is just even there where there are so much more uh, numbers and stats tracked and things um still so hard to to quantify like what's who's a good defender and what's on and what's a bit easier to quanti quantify is um goalkeeper's performance yes. um even though well they are like The raw save percentage, of course, has has some flaws, and I've written an article about that during the uh, during the Euro, um, where I assessed goalkeepers on how they over underperformed based on their expected saves. And well, for everyone listening that doesn't know what expected saves are, it's it's a model that assesses for each shot how likely it is to be saved based on thousands of shots from um, the past. And then these likelihoods are added and compared to the actual saves. So it allows us to rate the pure performance of a goalkeeper in contrast to the save percentage. Um, because, of course, for example, backcourt shots are easier to save than fast breaks for goalkeepers. And so the defensive performance of the player, of the players in front of the defenders in front of the goalkeeper are then well, somewhat calculated out. And While Gonzalo Perez de Vargas and Rodrigo Corrales didn't have the best save percentages in the tournament, um, according to these over underperformance um, on expected goals, they were the best goalkeeping duo um, in the tournament uh, with 18% more saves than expected. And amongst goalkeepers that played a lot, Gonzalo Perez de Vargas actually had the best numbers with, with 26% more saves than expected. What do you think of this way of uh, evaluating goalkeepers? <clears throat> Sometimes the numbers speak uh, about the uh, the matches, uh, about the, what do you see in the, in the match. But sometimes the numbers are not uh, talking the, the 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 real the real vision of the game. I mean, for example, in in the Poland uh, when Spain play against Poland. Rodrigo don't have a good match, but uh, the last part of the match, uh, the last moment, uh, he he was there. He saved two balls in a row, two difficult, uh, two difficult shootings from the wings of, of Poland. So, I mean, uh, of course, the numbers uh, don't tell never the, the always tell you the truth. Uh, the, they, they they don't lie. But uh, sometimes they don't tell the, the real vision of, of the man. It's, it's good to have a, a technical uh, vision also about the numbers, who can read, who can interpret, interpret this, this, this number. 
uh, Spanish goalkeepers that Rodrigo and Gonzalo are playing, um, I think, five, six years in a row in the national team. Uh, they they are serving the goal without any problems. One day play one, and the other day play the, the other one. So for for the coaches, it's, uh, this is uh, also a good uh, way to to everybody have a role in a, in, the, in the in the squad. This is really important. But uh, like I told you, Gonzalo uh, in in the in the last part of of the final, I think uh, don't don't have the chance to to. How do you say who to to show to show us uh, his his performance because I think he played 15, 16 minutes in the final. But at, he saved the penalty. We are we we were we were talking right now that Gonzalo uh, was the hero of the match. So that's that's uh, for me is the most important thing in this in this situation is the, the goalkeeper must to help the the team, the team must to help the, the goalkeeper. But sometimes the goalkeeper is is, is home alone. <laughs> you must to save because you are one against zero, and these these balls they are very important for for win the matches. The balls I like to when I check my, my numbers in all the, all the matches. I, I I speak with my goalkeeper coach and I, I would like to ask always how many balls one against zero he saves. They save. This is really important because of course they are balls that for the defense. They are balls that maybe you can block, maybe you can recover, maybe you can help the goalkeeper for to the the the, the offense player shooting in, in in not in a right position in in the in the, the in the in the pitch, but sometimes that's impossible. Seven meters shoot from the. Uh, you need to save this kind of balls also. This is, balls is one against zero. For me, it's really important. Analyze how many of these balls we can we can save in, in each match. And also, uh, for me, get uh, I speak with my goalkeepers. One goalkeeper who save balls against zero, earn more money than one goalkeeper that just save with uh, blocking or from nine meters. So it's, it's a funny, funny funny way to to speak with them but uh, right now it is for me i am trying to to improve in my in, in my training this kind this kind of shootings of course i think that's a really fascinating point and again it's something i agree completely with in a lot of the uh, some analysis i've done previously on goalkeepers the uh, like you say the shots from one against zero have a much bigger influence on the outcome match than the ones from nine meters because of the okay there we met there's maybe I don't know three four five seven meters in a game uh, compared to um, ten twelve from nine meters so they're more they're more precious and they're of a higher value but if you you know each one of them is roughly on average seventy five percent of a goal so you know, five, seven meter shots where, you know, you're scoring four goals, whereas, you know, 10, nine meter shots is maybe three or four goals. But if you set the more of the high quality ones you save compared to the lower quality ones actually has a bigger, bigger input uh, or impact on the game. So it's really interesting to, to hear you say that, but just, just one thing on the, on, on the Spanish goalkeepers, obviously two, yeah. 
Go on. One question. Uh, I would like to, I am trying to, to do, do this work during this, this season. I am trying to compare uh, all the matches, the, the goalkeepers starting at zero. Is I right now uh, I I will I I I can can say that uh, uh, you have really really more chances to win a match if you if you, you goalkeeper win this battle between one against zero saves without any doubt yeah. without any doubt the, the goalkeeper who saved more 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 balls in this situation one against zero you have really really more chances really good average to win match yeah yeah I, I will tell you the real numbers at the end of this of this, this season <laughs> yeah I can uh, can show you some of the numbers I have as well from it but uh yeah no it's exactly the same um exactly the same uh, conclusion I think we have um but yeah on, on the Spanish goalkeepers obviously two real high quality goalkeepers and you mentioned there um uh, the Poland game um where Hadn't had so many saves and then some very crucial ones uh, in the final situation. I think some of the previous championships, the goalkeeping performances may be a little bit more inconsistent. Uh, some games when there weren't so many saves and compared to some uh, with a much higher uh, percentages. And, you know, we can see overall on average, they ended on a very high level. We're, do you think that may you know, as a coach, you know, from your perspective as well, does that sometimes make it more difficult to, uh, when you've got two high quality goalkeepers like that, who should be playing, who, or who to start the game? And, and were you expecting it or were you maybe a little bit surprised that Corrales was the, the goalkeeper starting in the final and not uh, Perez de Vargas or, or something like this? Did you, did you see anything there? Yeah, I... For the, uh, from my point of view, the hammer right now is is more fast. So right now, I think this is one of the reasons that the goalkeeper save is is not uh, is not rowing. It's, of course, it's, it's getting down. I think there are more chances to score one at zero. So this is uh, this is for for me is one of the reasons uh, that right now these numbers right is in this in this tournament are are like that. No. Um, also, another situation is seven against six. Uh, this this kind of, of of plan of game also get chances to 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 shoot in sometimes no not always but shoot, shoot uh, get a, a shoot from six. So also difficult for 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 the goalkeepers. Um, what I saw is uh, all the rules that uh, the, the international federation changed uh, never helps the goalkeepers. Never helps the goalkeepers. Always the ball is more small. Always uh, get uh, chances to to um, try to implement chances to to get the handball more dynamic, and always the the guilty and uh, who 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 pay the person who pays the player who. who is the goalkeeper. So for me, this is one of the one of the reasons that the numbers of the goalkeepers uh, right now are, 
I am getting down. And the second part for me was not a surprise that Rodrigo played the, the first minutes. And then I don't know who, what uh, what the staff uh, have in 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 the in the game plan. Maybe have to change or no? I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But uh, in the global idea of of the Spanish uh, goalkeeper or the spot, you can. Uh, one or, or or Rodrigo Gonzalo, you can play what maybe uh, they, they prefer the, some. I I think for example uh, they play against Poland. Rodrigo played in Poland many years. They know the players, so I th maybe uh, they speak with with Jordi and say, "Hey, what do you think? Today we start with 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 me and Gonzalo Reyes, and maybe it doesn't work. We we can change." Something like that. I think that right now uh, the communication with the player is really important. You can see in many timeouts that uh, right now the coaches uh, have a second, uh, second, second place. We are not the the main the main actor of, of the film, but uh, I think also in these cases uh, is almost the same. Okay, I think the Spanish goalkeepers speak with the staff and and try to analyze what kind of matches uh, maybe they one of them have more feelings to play or not or the last minutes uh, uh, we they, they they can speak with the staff okay right now i, I think i am not in, in i don't have feelings right? so i think it's not uh, it's not a, a a critical decision from from the staff i think it's a global decision from from the staff and from from the goals about that i think we're already uh we're, we're even already going towards the end so maybe uh, let's finish it off with like a counter example um to to spain that was denmark with the numbers because they had extremely good numbers best of a uh, second best offense best defense um but didn't make it to the final in contrast to spain well that's that's i guess the beauty of the knockout stage that of course it's one game or or two games where you have to perform to get the gold medal, gold medal in the end. And of course, like there are good offensive numbers where, where of course heavily attributed to like Matthias Gitzel, who, if you ask me, is the best player in the world. Well, of course now he's injured. So we have to see, and hopefully he'll come, come, he can come back as good as he was before. But like Mark, uh, you told me that you've prepared like some, some crazy numbers about him that he's like, has numbers pretty much like a line player. Yeah, um, so I mean, I looked into it and I think, like you say, and I think Nick Carabat said as well, that he's maybe the best player in the world at the moment. But I think whether he is or isn't is always a debate, but I think he's probably the most um, transformational. He's more like the, the the Steph Curry of of handball in terms of he's changing a little bit the way that people might play because... And these, you know, like you said, the numbers that I had were um, essentially if you you look at the average shot quality of a player. Um, so we talked a little bit about chance quality, the one against zero chances. Um, you know, line players we'd often expect to have the best quality chances. They shoot closer to the goal. You know, and I took all the line players that took more than 15 shots um, in the Uh, in the championships and they were between 80 and 85 percent likely average likelihood of scoring from those chances okay high quality 
the back players were mainly between 55 and a few of the ones 70% when you remove seven meters. And then the wing players, again, the ones that took more than 20 shots were between about 65 and 75%. But then there's Giesel himself, who is, he's up at 80%. He is, he, he is with the line players, um, which is phenomenal because it's not just, Luke Staines is another one. Um, and of course, a similar style. Um, who was up at 75%. So, you know, Lucas has taken him up to a position where he's in amongst the wing players, but Gisela has sort of jumped over the wing players and, and into the line players. And it, it's, I've got a graph of it, which is obviously not great for a podcast, but it's, uh, it's quite amazing when you see it actually visualised how, how much different he is from from the other players and you know just I suppose your your thoughts on it Danny that how you know as a player who can create such good chances or always take such good chances like you say from a back player who can almost is almost exclusively taking these one against zero chances it's kind of the opposite that we were talking about the goalkeepers and and how valuable that is yeah, I think, uh, of course, uh, you said uh, the most important thing is, is guess, guess the best chances to, to the team in offense. And this player, of course, is one of the best in, in the world right now. So I think it's, uh, it's uh, one of, of the successful of, 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 this, of this team right now. And, and do you think this is, I mean, yeah. It's not a new thing to have smaller back players. You know, every once in a while, teams haven't ordinarily played with three back players at a time like this. You see the possibilities to, for teams to evolve in a way where they're looking to have, you know, one or two of these players on the court at a time. Could they play? You know, we had... Um, uh, Nikolai Krikow, Matthias Gissel's club coach on the podcast earlier or one of the previous ones. And we asked him, could he play with three Gissels? But I mean, you know, what are your thoughts? I mean, would you, do you think you could? I mean, obviously you'd like to have <laughs> three Gissels, but it, you know, as a style of play, is, is it possible? <laughs> it would be amazing watch the three Gissels in, in, the, in the core. Oh, but the, the but, question you know, also is, of course, if it's like his, his style of play, does it work? Because like there's someone like Mikkel Hansen um, on the other side of the backcourt, like who spaces uh, the, the field, who is a, a big threat himself, but more, but more, of course, from distance as well. Um, so do you need some, like, do you need like a backcourt that consists of such players for, for Gitzel to, to be at his best? Or could you like, like three three players um, that don't really shoot from from backcourt, um, could that work as well? It's a difficult. It's a difficult question. But uh, I think uh, the most important thing for the for the coaches is get. I think Nikola Krakow is, is. I think is uh, he can answer better than me. Uh, uh, I think I think the most important thing is uh, the, the coaches 
get uh, the maximum of, of the players. So sometimes forget the, the best of Mikkel Hansen. You must to play with a small guy who create and push the second defender. And I mean, look from, from PCG. So uh, sometimes to, for, to get the best of, of, of one, you can get, you don't get the, the, the best one of the other. So you, I think in this is is really important and also it's one of our strengths in Spain. We try to use all the players to, to get the maximum to, to the team. Maybe we don't have the best the best player of the world, but we have one of the best system, definitely. So I think this is for me, this is the most important thing. Sometimes you get you have three G's in, in the core, but uh, you get you don't get the chance to 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 shoot in in in, in a good situation for, for the team. So you don't you don't like a team. So I think it's, it's really important this this balance. And it's really important, like I said, uh, maybe you need uh, one player like we try we try to, to do here in, in Meskov. Uh, Stas Escube, Jakamalus, uh, they are middle backs uh, who try to always to play for, for the others, to get the, the best for, for the team. So I think it's, it's one of our, our strengths, like uh, Spanish style, with these kind of players who, who sacrifice for the team is also is so hard for this kind of players uh, sometimes so but sometimes uh, they 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 play for for the others they play for the team and also this is really important for 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 us all right so well thank you danny so much for for being our guests today no problem it was a pleasure for me to share a time with you and thank you all for listening We don't know yet when we will come back, um, but of course, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook under Handballitics and follow this podcast on your favorite podcast app and go to eurohandball.com to read the articles we mentioned. Well, and you'll find out there uh, when we will come back. So until then, hear you.